Welcome to Voices of a Highway, a podcast for, with, and about the incredible people that live and work along Beaufort Highway. Beaufort Highway is a 10-mile corridor in Atlanta, Georgia that crosses three counties and three major cities and is home to more than 1,000 immigrant-owned businesses. Known as the International Corridor of the Southeast, Beaufort Highway stands as a culturally diverse and nuanced locality with over 100,000 people that belong to communities from different parts of the world. Stick around as we delve deeper into the lived experience of this episode's guest. Gracias. Today's episode is an English version of an interview with Samuel, a native Spanish speaker who shared his story with us. The full Spanish version is available on this podcast as well. During this version, however, we asked another person to read Samuel's dialogue in English, which was translated by our staff. We acknowledge that Samuel's words and experiences in translation still belong to him, and our sole ambition is to make his story accessible to an English-speaking audience. September 15th to October 15th is Latino slash X Heritage Month, a time to celebrate Latino slash culture, histories, and the contributions they have made in the United States. Our organization has been working this year to build Buford Highway's first community story archive, a space to highlight the direct voices and stories of people that live along the corridor. This month, we are giving all our podcast audiences a special preview of some of the stories we have collected this year, directly from the community. Today's episode relates to the recent increase of Venezuelan immigrants arriving in Atlanta. Political and economic instability in Venezuela have caused food and water shortages, scarcity of fuel, and medicine. Millions of Venezuelans are escaping their country's crisis, and many have arrived on Buford Highway, seeking help from organizations like the Latin American Association. Samuel, whose story is being shared today, is a recent Venezuelan immigrant who arrived in Atlanta with his family in 2021. He speaks about the state of Venezuela, the sleepless nights he endured to get to the United States, and the endless love he has for his family. We'd like to hold space for his voice to shine and thank him greatly for sharing his vulnerability and trusting us with his story. My idea from the beginning was to come to the U.S. My country, Venezuela, is in a very delicate political and economic situation, and there's a lot of scarcity. Every person has a different reason why they migrate. And I'm not saying that they're all the same, although the origin in this case could be the same for all. But when I finally make the decision and check my passport, I realize it's expired. Not my visa, just the passport. I was able to renew it despite many difficulties, but I remember at the time I would only sleep four hours a night so I could finish everything. Because I was working during the day and I would work on my migration paperwork at night. You had to keep checking and refreshing the page at dawn. Samuel's difficulty in getting his passport renewed is a reality many immigrants face. Venezuelans, particularly, have to wait anywhere from a few months to years for passport renewals. This is due to a large number of Venezuelans desperately wanting to flee their country and seek asylum elsewhere. The renewal website constantly crashes, data goes missing, or appointments are canceled without any explanation. There's a cue for this process, but being first doesn't guarantee a renewal. I couldn't come to the U.S., so I went to Chile with another work friend, who also wanted to leave Venezuela for similar reasons. We both decided to go to Chile because we had another co-worker who was living there, 
and he was able to help us get established, understand our surroundings, get a job, all that. I was in Chile first, then brought my wife and one of my girls, and I was hoping I could wait there until I could come to the U.S. Despite everything, my oldest daughter is still in Venezuela, and of course, that was her personal decision. I told her, let me get to Chile, and I'll send someone to get you. But she said, no, Dad, I want to stay here and finish school. Often when people speak of immigration or displacement, family separation is brought up. Samuel's story shows us two types of separation. One is forced, due to the situation in Venezuela. Samuel must leave his country to survive, to prosper, and to provide a better life for his family. He lives in Chile by himself for a while before he can bring one of his daughters and his wife. The other kind of separation is voluntary. His oldest daughter chooses to stay in her home country in order to pursue her studies and hopefully create a better life for herself through higher education. Both are real, valid, and complex to navigate for immigrant families. Cuando llegó a Atlanta es otra cosa mucho mejor. Aparte me entero que el aeropuerto de Atlanta es uno de los más grandes del mundo. But when I got to Atlanta, that was something else. Besides, someone tells me that Atlanta has one of the biggest airports in the world. And when we got off the plane, I saw everyone walking alone at the airport. I see the flight attendants getting in some elevators, and I kept losing sight of them. I was thinking, where am I supposed to go? How does it work here? Then my wife and I see a train, and I tell her, let's get in there. Where else do we go? It seems like everyone's getting on that train. Let's just follow them. Finally, someone walked past us, and we asked, and they confirmed that the train would take us to baggage claim. And it was only a five-minute ride. Can you imagine if we had walked? We got on the train and met a young man who helped us out, especially with the language barrier, because all we had was our phone translator. And eventually we make it out and are met with the cold. Even though Chile has similar weather, what did affect us was that my daughter suffered from allergies as soon as she got here. We got here at the end of winter, and when spring came, she got all the pollen allergies, the dust allergies. The Hartsfield-Jackson Airport is overwhelming, and with the added stress of not knowing English, the environment can be isolating and scary. Samuel and his family experience a form of culture shock. The kinds of people they see, the difference in weather, the language spoken, and even his daughter's allergies, all of it is a form of newness that they didn't expect to be shocked by. Yet, even in a foreign country, they are able to find someone they can connect with to help them along their journey. The support is there, and it definitely exists. Emigrando a Estados Unidos porque yo sigo de lo, yo soy de las creencias todavía de que estamos en el primer país del mundo. I immigrated to the United States because I'm still of the belief that we are in the first country of the world. Even if other people think differently, and there are other world powers, the U.S. is still a world reference. Like one of my friends in Venezuela said, there are a lot of problems here, and yes, I won't deny it. But in every part of the world, there's poverty. The thing is that here, in the U.S., poverty is more controlled, and I'd never lived here before. I'd only pass by. And what I see here is all the help that people offer, everywhere. There's help in churches, or like you guys here, or elsewhere. Help with food insecurity, orientation, psychological help if you have shock or trauma, or just feel anxious about being here. Us, for example, we're practically alone here. Alone, alone. We have no family members here, only my wife. But those family members she had here, who were the ones that welcomed us, 
are already living in Houston. There's an evident awareness in someone here that many immigrants also learn to develop when they think about the American dream. He recognizes that the world has put the United States on the pedestal of being the best, and that this is an ideology that has been repeated to him throughout his life. The United States isn't perfect, and the dream can be difficult to achieve. The life of an immigrant in the United States is lonely, but there's hope in this loneliness as well. Loneliness brings people and communities with similar experiences together. Alienation can be a universal feeling, and many community organizations like We Love Buford Highway exist to build bridges for people like Samuel to connect. Samuel and his family have found a tremendous amount of support from the moment they arrived, despite them not having direct family members here. Though the loneliness doesn't disappear completely, there are glimmers of relief and hope. We hope you enjoyed this special preview of what the Buford Highway Story Archive will look and sound like. Follow us so you can stay up to date with the release dates and event dates. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Voices of a Highway. If you enjoyed it, please share it with those around you. And if you'd like to learn more about the work that we do, find us on social media at We Love Buhai, that is B-U-H-I, or head to our website, welovebuhai.org. See you next time.